Hey, this is Jeff Lewis from Radio Andy. Live and uncensored, catch me talking with my friends about my latest obsessions, relationship issues, and bodily ailments. With that kind of drama that seems to follow me, you never know what's going to happen. You can listen to Jeff Lewis live at home or anywhere you are. Download the SiriusXM app for over 425 channels of ad-free music, sports, entertainment, and more. Subscribe now and get three months free. Offer details apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. At the age 20, I had a passion outside of mixed martial arts, and that was anti-aging. That's what I'm going to do after this fighting career is over. I'm going to do the anti-aging game. Diego Sanchez, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, knocked out for Tim Means. Tim Means. I come to fight, so you need to cheer for me or boo me. I don't care, but I will fight for every one of you and my team. How about it, folks? The father of four, Tim Means. Welcome to a fine, hopeful, and hopefully a fine episode of UFC Unfiltered. I'm so excited. Matt and I are here. We need to get some way to start that's like a catchphrase. I'm Jim. He's Matt. You know, just something that's like schlocky like sports guys do. And be like, the Kimura Savage and the Little Bird or something like that. I, I, like, I like the like Kimura Lad and the Little Bird. And friend Phoenix. of the show, Phoenix. I'll take that. I was gonna do a boo for me. Why would I you boo you? Because I don't know. That's not. A, that's not. Phoenix uh, is a good friend of ours. Yeah, I don't yes. have. I don't have a cool name besides my name. Need you. Have a great I think about. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am. Um, we don't belch. usually. Sorry, Matt. We don't usually get Phoenix. Well, there's usually not the three of us, which is nice. We we usually we're like a family. We're one of us always traveling, and it's yes. nice to have you in with Matt and I. We we didn't always want you as a replacement, but as a guest as well. Ah, I love being here. And it was like a surprise for you me. You didn't know. I, I felt like I, everybody kept me in the dark. Well, you Yet, just, it was in the prep sheet. It was. Surprises yeah. are good. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, how, how happy was I when I seen you? You were very happy. I, was I like, love oh, that. Phoenix. I, feel, I love the, the welcoming. It was yes. uh, um, natural. You were pleased as punch. It was organic. <laughs> Don't say that. We, um, to start the show, should we do an all in with our hands? No, I'd rather not. Okay, I'd rather not. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, no, your head. no, no, Jimmy. Don't but then I didn't say that, guys. No, no. I hate I'm all hand related <laughs> hellos. I detest. It. I hate high fives. You I don't, don't like, like fist bumps. You a germ person? No, it's not even that. It's just always awkward. You and you know, and even like shaking hands because people always like picking their noses or whatever. That's why but I like shaking holding hands. Holding the pole on the subway. I someone saw someone lean their ass cheeks. Just. That's how they held on with ass cheeks. But I kind of respect pole. that. Yeah. It's gross as hell. By the way, I hate hand stuff too. Like uh, Matt brought me coffee before, not you, the other Matt, and he he does this thing where he tells, "Stop <laughs> octopusing the fucking oh, he top did it again? of it." Yes. Oh, who did that, Matt? Yes, he's he's like that's fucking wait, literally wait, he grabs it with uh, all of his fingers. We had a talk it's about, like an octopus grab. Had, Stop I, it. You know what? Dan follows instructions well. He never did it again. You know what it's I mean? gross. My mouth is going there. I don't believe he did that. Weird I, things I that they, gross they us out. Better, but, well, I mean, that's fucking disgusting. It really is crazy. You don't want to look at Nobody's going to hold my espresso cup like this. Not at all. That'd be fucking well, weird. Well, unless they're small. They got small hands. Yeah, maybe a flyweight. <laughs> 
But the point is this, Jimmy. I forgot my point. The, the point, it was gross. I, you were saying it. We were talking it. about gross hand things. Oh, I like yeah. to shake like the Romans did. Like you just grabbed like With the, the war helmet. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put the head with the forearms, Jimmy. Oh, it's yeah. it's more like you don't touch nothing gross. That's right. You know? Well, that's because they were all in orgies and vomitoriums and ah. fisting. The Romans were, were gr- a gross people. They were people. pretty gross. They were yeah. a gross people. Samurais did some weird shit, too. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. We're, this is how we're starting off, huh? Well, I like it. <laughs> well, I would like to, to get your take on something, too. Yes. Before we have... Who's first? Diego or Tim Means? Okay. Um, before we talk... I wanted to comment to Kansas... And we've talked about this. Rogan and Dominic Cruz talked about it. They're going to experiment. By the way, my glasses broke. So if you're watching this on video, I look like an absolute asshole. I have oh. tape on my glasses. I'm the quintessential sort of nerd. white Urkel oh, yeah. right now. Yep. You do get the. the it's the terrible. Tape. I snapped them with my 90s mighty hands. Reference. Kansas is going to experiment with the option for real time scoring. The uh, Kansas Athletic Commission. It's going to uh, offer MMA promoters the option for real time scoring. Which means uh, it'll be that the, the, I guess the Invicta is going to do it first. First promotion to use open scoring in Kansas, where I think uh, it's going to go up on the screen uh, in between rounds. And, and Dominic is saying that he wishes he would have had real time scoring going really? into the fifth. But you're going into the fifth, you can't assume you're 3 1. Right. You're fighting John Jones. Those rounds were not, I mean, the first round, sure. Second and third, I mean, it's Jones. You got to say maybe they gave him one. You don't know how they're scoring it. You cannot go in there going, ah, it's 3-1. I'll let him just pressure the shit yeah, out Yeah, I mean, I definitely say never assume. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy for me to say I'm not going five rounds with John Jones and not to say to pick it up on the fifth. Like, it's easy for me to say. But I do think never assume. I do think open scoring makes things interesting because how are how are people going to react? I know the initial thing is people say, oh, well, if people think um, that they're up, that they're not going to fight but the other guy will. The other guy knows. And then you have to deal with how that person fights you. Like Derek Lewis is a great example of this. When he knows he's down, all of a sudden he hulks out and he starts to surprise you and he explodes and things like that. Yep. So he's a good example of that. So even if, even if say, the quote-unquote winning fighter it takes off, the losing fighter is going to have to do something and that winning fighter is going to have to respond. So either way, it'll make it interesting. And I don't know. I don't know why we keep it a secret in just combat sports. Is it because it's more exciting for the fans to see here and new and still or whatever? But, you know, oh. let's experiment. Let's experiment that's with it. That's a good point. I, and new and exciting thing. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. That's very, that's a very exciting like point of it. People are going to be leaving before the, even the the speech happens. Before the they're like, all right, we know he won. But I mean, you know, you like, mostly... a, like a baseball game, you know, like you're yeah. in down in the seventh inning, everybody disappears. But sometimes, but you look at like, say, you look at okay, Arias uh, Jones, sure. But then you look at like an Anthony Smith. Uh, again, we love Anthony. He was on last episode, but he fought. I think John beat him. Was he forty nine, forty six, or uh, or uh, uh, fifty forty five, or forty nine? However, they scored that. I think John won. Every round, people, I believe so. People are gonna if this. People knew anyway. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. People oh, you know, are, no, really? Of this, this oh, uh, the scoring? scoring. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Even though people, it holds the judges accountable, people are gonna be. It does, but people are gonna be complaining about what happened in this for that round. Oh, he he won that round. Bold. He didn't win. I'm not even the next round's going on. They upset about that last round. 
everybody's thinking he won that round. If it's a bad judge, next thing you know, that round's going. I don't. Well, know. let me ask you this, Matt. It's what if just... what if scoring? We just were said no to boxing scoring in general. And what if we counted individual things by individual points? A kick is two points if it did damage. It's... A takedown is three. Whatever. See, like I don't know if that even do works you, either. Do you remember old um, like pride rules? Yes. Now. Not, I'm not talking about the, the the kicks to the head on the floor, that type of thing, and no elbows. I'm talking more about their judging. It was scored as an entire, I believe it was like one 10-minute round and then a five-minute overtime, something like that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was weird with the timing. But uh, the point is that it was scored, it was viewed as an, as in a fight. So yeah. somebody could start strong, like totally strong, but then he's dying towards the end of it, like barely hanging on, and the other guy's coming on strong, and they'd be like, all right. This guy is that guy won because this is, if this is a real fight he's that guy's done in a second or two they view it like that yeah. uh, Phoenix said right or wrong yeah I remember this? this it's a weird it's very weird but that's how they would yellow cards if there's not enough action sure and, uh, oh. I mean I like that more than I like. You know, open scoring. Open scoring. I, don't know about that. I, I feel like there's needs to be many different experiments with it, but. Just to nullify everything that we're saying, there just needs to be more educated judges. You really need to be trained on this. Yeah. You should not. You should not have the position of power when you are inexperienced to change somebody's career. They stink. They <laughs> stink. That guy Joe Solis or Sol whatever name stinks at his job. If you judge that 49-46, you suck as a judge. I'm sorry. You're not good at what you do. You might be a great guy. I'm not saying he's, he's a liar. I just think he did a terrible job. Here's how they should do it. In, individual, I, I like the open scoring. And on every one, they should put the judges' photos and their phone numbers and their home addresses. No. So if people get it wrong, they can take action. No, because MMA fans right, can be a little wrong. out of control. Maybe I'm you wrong about I mean? that. Their phone numbers and home addresses. <laughs> you took it a little too far. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> you went way too far. People can take action. Jimmy, <laughs> yes, you know, I'm interested. Diego Sanchez, he's been kind of open about... i seen a clip of him saying that... I'm gonna murder it, but he was like me. Tra me training with like uh, Jackson Wink was like a single pistol, and me training with you, and it's the guy he's training with now. I gotta get his name right there. He's like ah, da he's doing like a Tony Montana. Okay, me feels he's doing better. Yeah, I want to know why this guy's uh, uh, the training seems a little. Um, I can different. assume. I can assume that what? it's when you're happy you train better. You when just, you're you said something before about assuming. I'm not saying I, that you uh, do what you want. If you want to assume, but you she, just said literally I'm five assuming. minutes ago, Phoenix, what do you say? Don't assume. No, what? I mean, it's like a new relationship. Yeah. When what? you break up with somebody and you're dating somebody new, everything's great. The sex is great. The dinners, are, everything's fun exactly. and new. Oh my God. Exactly. Because the familiarity you're learning, it all feels and, new. And, and there's no resentment and heaviness there. Nothing built up. You know? No yep. resentment. That's right. Right? I gotta get something for my wife for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yes, I mean, you do. I'm getting something for my girlfriend. I'm 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 not showing up, <laughs> Jimmy. That's not gonna make her happy. I'm sending a man with good abs. <laughs> you controlled yourself. We there. don't care about yep. that as much as you think. <laughs> What's that? Women don't care about that as much as you really? think. Yeah, we're less visual creatures than men are. No, that's very true. But they can feel it in the dark. Uh, believe me, <laughs> I've I, I've heard. Oh, ugh. I hear that sound. No. Oh, ugh. You're being silly. I think that they think you're delightful. I'm a good friend. 
They like did no one. I would rather have drive me to the airport. Than this gym. this took a very strange. That's uh, okay. Listen, Valentine's Day, man. Valentine's Day is the best. I don't. I hate when people complain about holidays. I love all holidays. Yeah. I love an excuse to do whatever. Yeah. I will celebrate National Pizza Day. I will celebrate National Earth Sock Day. Day. Earth Day. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Um, we're going to see Michael Che. Like, oh, I love my Michael. boyfriend and I at stand up comedy is our Where's thing. Where's he playing? He's playing at the at uh, Caroline's. Oh, I love Michael. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. He's a, a really good comic. Good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry I didn't, but I don't know the guy. I'm gonna, he's I'm a, gonna Google. funny as he's hell. A, he's a black comedian. He's, uh, he's the on anchor SNL. from Saturday Night Live. He's, he's the weekend anchor. Him and Colin Jones do it together. Saturday Night Live? I haven't watched that shit in 15 years. But he's always on what? news. What? You didn't clips. see the Eddie Murphy one? I didn't. You gotta either. watch it. All I do is stream it's shit. It's great. I think he's the head writer for SNL now, Michael. Yes, he he's is. He's a funny writer, man. He really Tell is me good. that show's not shit now. No, no Eddie Murphy not. was on it, and it was great. Right. I mean, look, I'm, gets, gonna, well, I'm a positive guy. It, Why would I? It shit gets on beat that? up a lot of times. Network shows are harder for them to be funny because they have a lot less leeway. But Michael's a like legitimately good well, comedian. Do you know that Diego Sanchez is fighting who I used to call the backflip guy? Uh, really yes, my, it's, it's, uh, Michael Pieta. Really uh, no, Michelle. Is it uh, Michelle Pajeda? Am I correct? Michelle Pajeda. Not Michelle. Is it Michelle? Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Dude, I'll be doing backflips if my name is Michelle too. I'll be like, ah! I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> no, but he, it'll be interesting. Mary Lou Retton. Jimmy, we gotta start updating our fucking references. Why? What's wrong with that? 1984 know, Olympian you just, reference. You just brought up Midnight Fucking Cowboy. Don't yes, I did. 1969. So what the fuck? I brought up Eddie Murphy SNL. So we're all freaking No, old but that here. was at least this year. <laughs> That's at least. least but it was, it was, he just redid his old characters. He did Gumby, which I'm sure people listening to this have no idea who Gumby is. Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Jimmy showed our age, and we did once again. And Phoenix right, showed that she's yeah, of the millennials. She's, yeah, she's she's up Not with that it. Young. Yes, young uh, Viral. Um, I want to know why Diego said that he's back to the weirdo way in sh of training. In tra weirdo way. What is that? Because he training. used to train in some weird ways. Do we have him here? Well, that's what he said. He's back to the weirdo. We got way. Diego coming on. Let's ask him. That'll be your and first question, Michelle. Uh, Michelle Pajeda, yes. Michelle. I hate the way my glasses look. Oh, Diego's gonna be disgusted with me. Where is he? I don't know. He'll be here. He's I the heard last the music. One man of the old, he was the first Ultimate Fighter. I know. It's crazy. He's the last one. Fifteen years ago. How old? Diego's not even that old. He's thirty-eight. All right, he's got a yeah. couple years. And old. he's still having great fights. He is having great fights. Shoot, man. There he Diego. is. There right. you go. What's up, buddy? What's up? Welcome to the show. You look good, man. You are ageless, Diego. You really are. Is that a large cactus? Wow, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. Hair. I put a lot of time, energy into taking care of myself. Dude, I am so jealous of that hair. If you look at me right now, I got band-aids. Look at me. Is it right here? Here? Yeah. Look at my head. Look at this shit. Yeah, my Matt's wife, got band-aids on the skull. My wife had to put that on my head. You know, I'm shaving this fucking thing every day, that, Diego. That looks like a lot of work, but uh, yeah. hey, nobody... Say you ain't smooth and clean, bro. I do try to take care of my head. I don't like the five o'clock shadow on my head. I understand. Let's get to Diego's fight. Now, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the anti-aging because you mentioned it. I want to. I think it was in the Mickey Gall fight in, in the post fight with Joe. What are you doing for anti-aging? Because you really, you, your cardio doesn't seem to have dropped off at all. You still look great. What do you What do you do? Well, it all goes back to. Starting in the beginning with, you know, I was 20 years old when I got into this. I, I looked up to Hicks and Gracie, who was a yoga enthusiast. So that sparked my 
my mind to look into outside the box methods. And I was always looking for something that other people weren't doing. And whether that was uh, nutrition, whether that was weird meditations, you know, all kinds of stuff before back when when yoga was only a chick thing. I was doing yoga. Then there's Randy Couture who was out working me on the ultimate fighter and me just witnessing uh, a 44 year old man just outworking a 22 year old man. It sparked something inside my mind to say, you know, maybe it isn't just all what you're told. Maybe it's really in here, inside what you're thinking that makes the big difference. And with that, I I went on my own natural anti-aging mission to stay young because I knew if I was able to stay young, I would have a better shot at fulfilling my destiny. I would be able to learn from failures and get better. And here I am, 38 years old, feeling truly better than I did at 22. Like, I feel better now. My energy is better. My, I sleep better. I, 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 I'm speaking better than I, I did back then. So much has changed. I notice it definitely, Diego. I mean, like it, it, you feel or seem your energy right now f- seems reinvigorated, you know, and and I wonder, what do you think your destiny is? Well, my destiny is to be the best human being I can be and live by example, do the right thing and use this incredible platform that I've been given to capture as many human souls and minds in, look, man, this guy, he truly has transformed. And within the last year, I've had many breakthroughs. Uh, I, I took this self mission of trying to stay young I I was just trial and error. I was just doing the trial and error. Oh, let's try this. Let's try that. And, um, you know, sometimes things didn't work. You know, sometimes things went wrong. Sometimes things set me back. This recent year, I have um, universally connected with uh, my mentor, my guide, my trainer, my manager, Joshua Emmanuel Fabia, and school of self-awareness and I found a method that truly works for me working on the self going deep into myself and just truly finding myself and finding my and that's what I'm truly fighting for now is my purpose and my purpose is the people my purpose is truth and that's why me being that guy now standing up for what is right saying what others won't say due to people on their shoulder on their back that no 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 don't don't oh don't say that that's not supposed to be said well i'm the guy that really truly doesn't care well uh, uh, good yeah 
That's awesome. I like that you're outspoken. I I really do. I love that you're outspoken, Diego. And I love that you. What I always loved about you, besides your fighting spirit, is that you you always been yourself. And you never you never seemed like you gave a shit what anybody thought about you. I love that about you. Uh, Let me ask you, how did you meet uh, your new trainer, Joshua? Because I seen a clip. I was just telling Jimmy and Phoenix. Are you saying um, it was on your Instagram or something? It was like, oh, this is me. Or you said somebody said, oh, this was me training with uh, uh, one of your old trainers. You did like you were like cocking a pistol, aiming. And then you did like a Tony Montana with your guy. Now you're like, this is me now on the Joshua. You know what I'm talking about? So I seen yeah. that. Cl- I seen that clip. What is the? Tr- I want to know how you met Josh. How you got uh, introduced? And then what? This, what's the training like with Joshua? Well, I'll tell you a quick, short, little story. I'll break it down. I'll make a a longer story a little shorter. I this was after this was about one month before the Mickey Gall fight, and. I had a gym that was going to donate uh, a piece of equipment to me. So I uh, went down to this gym. They were closed and I had a couple of my buddies with me. You know, everybody has their their, their, their little buddies that, that, that do the work for them. They were going to help me get this training equipment put in the truck. And in the meantime, I was in this gym and, and a lot of people know I was I was going through a really hard year in 2019. Um, I was going through a divorce and, you know, I'm, I was coming off a big win. And um, I, but I was in, in life measures. I was just going through a really, really hard time. And I was I was dealing with this and I, I walked into this gym and while I was in this gym, it was shut down. And um, I even. I even went to the corner, turned the lights off. That's how that's that's how dark of a place I was in. I I wanted to work. I wanted to I wanted to get on this airdyne machine, just just to get the blood flowing. Because yeah, my body was hurting from all the the years of training, all the years of abusing myself. And hold on one second. And so I'm on this airdyne. I got a hood on. Um. I'm just on this air, Don, just taking out a little bit of my own inner anger. I'm just breathing, and I'm on this air, Don, and and the gym's closed. Let me remind you, the gym's closed. And I'm in this bathroom, and this this little guy, very small, starts walking up. And I I, I don't know what it was about my intuition. But he was walking up very smooth. I, 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 I still remember to this day. I'll be like, man, I've never seen a human being walk that smooth. <laughs> and so I'm like, I just randomly, like, kind of aggressively go point my finger and I go, what, what do you do? And um, he walks up and... Before getting into himself, he um, he said, um, you know, I, I I do body work and I do some other stuff, and and um, he he said, let me see your hands. He saw he, he got my hand, starts working on my hands, starts looking at the old uh, fractures and stuff, and starts talking to me about uh, my health and how I'm feeling and. 
And I'm like, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling too bad, but I'm going through a real hard time right now. Um, I'm, I'm going through a divorce and, you know, I, I didn't have anybody at the time that, that could really talk to me about it. You know, none of my friends knew what I was going through or could relate. And um, so he told me right away. He told me, he said, he said, oh, don't don't worry. I've, I've, I've been through it. I've, I've, I've been through the same thing. And um, we start talking and I, I feel very enthralled just to talk to this man about about what I was going through. He opened up with me, and before you know it, I felt like I was in a counseling session, and um, it felt good to me. I was I was venting, I was, I was letting out feelings and emotions that I had been stirring up inside my heart, and we start talking. We grab we get we gravitate towards the connection that we felt for each other. He um, tells me he's he's thir- he's thirty seven too. He's born a couple months before me. And so we had more more to gravitate towards. Then he tells me he's a wrestler. Starts telling me about his wrestling background, who he who he wrestled with, his his wrestling journey. Da, 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 da. Okay, so now we have something else to, to to connect on. Then he tells me about his method and you know, I'm just I'm just listening a little bit and he tells me, well, I, I, I do have some combat experience. Um, I have some some tricks. I, you know, you, you might, I could show you a few tricks if you want. You know, I'm like, well, you know, I'm Diego Sanchez. I'm kind of the ultimate fighter. I don't know who this little guy is, what he thinks he could show me. But in my mind, I'm like, all right. Um, I'm like, okay. Um, a wise man will learn from anybody. And you never know. Never, ever know. Maybe this guy knows one little technique that might just, you know, come to me in a fight and get me a fight of the night bonus or, you know, a performance of the night bonus. So I'm like, all right, you know, like at this moment, I'm already feeling kind of connected. I like the guy. I'm like, all right, let's let's show me a little something. Let's see what you got. All right. So I get off the air dime. This was a CrossFit gym we were in. We, uh, I get off the air dime, we go, and we're on the concrete, all right? We're on the concrete. This is a concrete. We have tennis shoes on, and we're on a concrete floor. No one's in there, just me and him. And uh, he says, well, let me see your stance. And so I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. So I get in my, my typical Diego, old, the old Diego typical stance. Bent, bent legs. I got my bent legs. My head's down. I'm I'm leaning over, basically like a wrestling stance, adapted to some fists, chin down like this. I'm like, yeah, this is this is dance, man. Chin down. I'm ready to take. You know, I'm ready. He's like, and he says, well, can you move? Can you can you move like that? And and he says, because all your legs, all all your blood's locked up in your legs. You know, he said, you you if you're gonna move, you need to stand up. You need to stand up. You can't. You can't be like that. And like right away, I'm like, I'm like, well, blood flows through my body. My heart's pumping. I got veins. But I still got blood. My blood's not locked up in my head. I'm like, this guy. I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm questioning this. What he just told me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, um, 
I don't know. This stance is my stance. I've I've been working this stance my whole career. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of like a I'm kind of like a legend, man. Like like yeah. this guy don't know. And so I'm like I'm like I'll oh, forget about the stance stuff. I was all I was like, come on, let's let let's move around. Let's show show me show me a little something. All right, so we start. Uh, we start. I want to get into the wrestling because you know he told me he told me he's a wrestler, and I'm like let's 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 get into this wrestling side of it. We start moving a little bit. We start moving. You know how it goes, Matt. One person turns it up. One person turns it up. The other person turns it up. Before you know it, we're moving at like around 75, 80%. And this man is, how, how tall are you? Five two. He's 5'2", 130, 130, maybe 135 pounds after a good meal. And... The guy takes my back. The guy takes my back, and we're on concrete. I'm like, uh, uh. I'm like, uh, uh. I was like, I was like, I can scramble. I'm, I'm a scrambler. I know I can scramble. So, I'm freaking. I'm doing a switch on him on the concrete. I'm like, uh, uh. You ain't taking my back. Um, all right. So, I switch out. He puts me into a lock where my arm is is like this. And and I can't move, and, and and like, I know if 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 I try to fight this, my elbow is gonna pop. Yeah, shit. And with that being said, I stopped the session. I was just like, no, 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 just show me that one move. I just want to know that one move. Like you said, you could show me some tricks. Just show me this one move, and, and and that's it. We're gonna cut it after that. And so he showed me the move. And I, I was, I was, I was pretty, pretty amazed by it. And after that moment, we, um, we, we connected and we worked in secret every night at my house. He would come to my house and, um, he started slowly, slowly explaining the school of self awareness method to me in, uh, we were, we would, we, he would, he would do body work on me. We would work movement. We would work some self-defense, some some special, some some fight tactics. Like um, we worked a lot of vision, vision work for that training camp because it was it was only ten days that we got to work, so there was yeah. only so much that we could do. Oh. But we would end every session with a meditation, and um, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was. Like this is the guy. I Wait, Diego, like, you I said only like, ten days. Guy. Sorry to interrupt you. Ten days before your last fight, or uh, uh, what's the ten days? Ten, ten days before the Mickey Gall fight. Oh, Mickey Gall. Okay, great fight. Ten days yeah. before the Mickey Gall. So we put a, we we did a lot of work on 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 vision, where my eyes should be during the fight, what I should be looking at, how I should use my peripheral vision, and. We we had things uh, like stickers put all around the house to where I kept my eyes up so that I would start to stand up, not be leaning over down off balance the way the old Diego Sanchez used to be. So we got to the Mickey Gal fight and I was like, man, I I was like, I was like, it's like three, four days before the fight. I'm like, and, and I, I got to have you there. Like all this vital knowledge that you're giving me, I got to have you there. I'm going to fly you out. Um, I really wish I, I could have you work in the corner, but you know I'm with Jackson Wink right now, and 
and I, I, I just can't make a big change like this right before a fight. But um, I'm, I'm going to put you in a, in a front row seat and um, I'm going to put you there so I could hear you and we're, um, I'm going to have you there. The whole week before the fight, all of fight week, he was with me every single day and um, we did our thing. I went out there. I had the best performance of my career dating back 10 years. And um, it, was the, it, it was the start. It was the start of what we've been doing. We put a lot of work in, including going to the Holy Land, walking barefoot, drinking from the well of Moses. I mean, like, it, when, when, you, when you think about Diego Sanchez, you think about outside the box. Well... I found my outside the box mentor who is is very similar to me, but has also taught me many valuable things in life about myself. Like I had to realize I was being a very wasteful, selfish man. I just I, the, the lifestyle that I was living. He had to take me to the other side of the world where I could see people living off of less and living better living off of less and living better i i it showed me that you know i don't need so much you know i don't need to use so much i don't have to waste so much and now here i am on this mission you know i'm 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 gone and and done because of the awareness you know listen it is school of self awareness what you have seen in, in the change in me, not only in my speech and how I can control myself now, is awareness. I just have become aware to things. Diego, once can we you become more aware, you start to, you start to change. Did, did That's you, the magic that's happening in my life. It, it, and to ask you too, just to jump in, because you said that you um, you brought Joshua with you to the last fight with with, with to, to Mickey Gall. Did you know at that point you were leaving Jackson Wink? Were you not one hundred percent sure, or did that kind of cement a decision that you had already been mulling? Um, if you don't remember, I had all the classic, energetic interviews pre-fight at the pre-fight conference in LA, mm -hmm. where um, you know. Ariel Hawani, Schmo, you know, I, I had I had some very good interviews that were pretty viral. Yeah. You know. That this is when I announced to the world that I was leaving Jackson Wink. It was three weeks before the Michael Chiesa fight. Um, I you know, I wasn't taken care of over there. You know, there was never any real time energy or love that was poured into me. And when I when I sent the text message out to Mr. Winkle Don, Mr. Jackson, that I wanted to buy them dinner and get game plan going. And really the, the, the purpose of the meaning of the meeting was to let them know that I have, was going to bring this new guy in, a movement coach, you know, much more than a movement coach, really, truly. Mm -hmm. But, I was disguising him as a, just a movement coach. And so, yes, this is, um, this is how it all started. And, and um, I left Jackson Wink and I went into this fight and into the Hall of Fame ceremony. The night before the fight, you know, there was an earthquake at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. It prolonged it. The Hall of Fame ceremony wasn't over till 
till 12:45 at night you know then you're trying to get in your car get through the get through the casinos with the fans get in your car i, I barely got my 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 pre-fight meal at one in the morning two you know i was in bed by by three you know and um i adrenaline dumped i adrenaline dumped at the at the award ceremony you know just going eye to eye with israel adesiana while I'm on the microphone, giving the speech, pouring all my energy and my love into the people and this new generation of fighters that, you know, the millennials and, and, and all these new generations of fans that they're not going to know who I am. They weren't, they didn't watch the ultimate fighter. You know, they, they didn't watch all my classic fights. This is a new era. And I know, and I am aware that, I needed to be at this this event ceremony. I needed to give this speech so I would have the space to exist. Well, speaking of new and up-and-coming fighters, I mean, this matchup this weekend is somebody new, kind of like insulting, saying, you know, he had to Google you, he had to research you. I mean, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe him, but can you talk a little bit about this matchup and maybe some of the things that he said and how you're going to approach it, especially with the, the newfound you know, knowledge that you have going into this weekend? First of all, um, I, I was unaware, I, I was unaware of all that because my focus has been on, on the, the task at hand, being in the best shape of my life, being in the best health of my life and, uh, being fully prepared and trained for this homecoming here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, you know, it's, it's a crazy story and, it, I, I truly do believe it's destiny because I was on my last fight um, with UFC when I fought Michael Chiesa. Mm -hmm. This was the end of a 32-fight UFC contract. This is the longest. This is the longest ever. This is the anyone has ever done. Yeah. And this is a record. This is a record. And they don't put the 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 two fight the, the fight with Koshek on the in the house and well not in the house in the old tough training session center. Mm -hmm. There were two other fights. They, they don't put those fights on my record. So you add those, it, there's even more. But, uh, you know. So you have the I, longest contract in UFC history, the most fights on a UFC. That's that's a crazy accomplishment. That well, is, back to back to back to back yeah, to back to back. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't leave and go and fight in pride like, like Belfort. I didn't go to strike force. I, 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 it's, been no, it's been nonstop UFC. Right. And then, so when I say I'm a company man, I've been with the company the longest. Yeah. And so, and where, the where was I? Well, we were talking where about the, this matchup and, you know, like the things that you said. And you you'd said, like, I didn't really pay right. attention to it. Yeah. But yeah. your approach to the weekend. Exactly. One year out the other when it comes to Michael Pieta and his, and, and what, his nonsense. <laughs> the guy's 25 years old. He missed weight for his last fight. Um, I, I truly believe that he is a, a middleweight and um, he's going to find out the hard way come Saturday night. He's coming home. He's coming home. And, and I, I, I truly feel that he's coming to my home. This is my destiny. I was at the end of my fight. Contract, right. I'm, this is where I was at. I was at the end of my fight contract and. I didn't know if I was going to re-sign with UFC. So, so for me to re-sign with UFC, 
And coincidentally, the fight's here in Albuquerque. Coincidentally, I get the co-main event spot. I really, truly feel like this is my destiny. He's the perfect opponent. I hope he makes weight because if he doesn't make weight, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to take my show money and I'll fight in a month because I am too valuable. I am too valuable to myself. And this is a professional game we're in. He's playing the first game of trying to make the 171 pound limit. He's a very big guy. I just I just checked checked my weight on the scale. I woke up. I am 172 this morning. Wow! First thing in the morning, and I had a full meal before bed. I will go into every fight for the rest of my fighting career with a fully hydrated brain. I will be fueled with 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 energy from food. I I'm I'm not going to deplete myself and weaken myself all week long. This kind of sounds a little stupid, right? You you kill yourself, you you don't get the rest you need, you 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 just go you run yourself through the ringer of 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 not only the stress of cutting weight, you got the stress of media obligations, you got the jet lag of travel, new environments and situations being put in place. And you're going to go put your life on the line. You're going to go put your health on the line. This is ridiculous. And I am the game changer. And I am changing the game. Because I'm the only one out there that says, no, this is wrong. This is not the wrong way of doing things. And, and I am, I'm, I'm not going to go forward with this weight crap anymore. It is not that you have to be bigger and longer. It, it truly is about the fight in the dog. And you're going to see some real fight in this Burke dog come my homecoming. Michael Piera, he's coming. He's coming to 5,000 feet. He's coming to 5,000 feet. <laughs> little old Brazil. Little old Brazil. Yeah, so you, <laughs> buddy, you better wait. You, you signed the contract, make your way, and we're going to have a date. Diego, we have to we have to let you go just because we have uh, Tim Means calling in. But you, it's so much fun to interview you, and, and we would wish love you to come on the show more. Uh, you're such an open book, and and you talk about everything, and you're such an honest guy. So thank you for coming on. Uh, uh, you're fighting Pieta on uh, on the co-main event uh, for Corey Anderson, Jan Blahovich, which is a great, great main event. And that is this Saturday, the 15th. Good luck, man. And, and I'm happy to see you in such good spirits. And we loved having you on. Awesome, Diego. I'll be out there. I'll be out there cornering. So I'll say hello when I'm out there. I appreciate you guys for the interview. You guys have a wonderful, great day. Right. Okay. Too, good luck in the fight, man. Take nice care, talking Diego. to you. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Now, is it Michael or Michelle? I think it's Michelle, but I wasn't I wasn't going to correct him because in case he's right, I, if a guy says Michael and I go, no, it's Michelle, and then all of a sudden I find out it's Michael, I believe it's Michelle Pajeda. I mean... I'm not correcting Diego Sanchez. I kind of heard it said I, I so many different ask, ways yes. at this point. I was going to ask what the school is. However, defense. Diego says it, since Diego is the one who's going to be punching him in the face, school I'll accept... Self, right. School self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. What do they have? What they have a game plan for a, a backflipping guy named Michelle? What the fuck? You know, a guy like first of all, his name's Michelle. It's way more intimidating than Michael. Oh, it sounds French. A boy named Sue, man. Fuck yeah, that shit. Michelle Michael, isn't it just a? I believe so. American versus. I think he's know, Brazilian, different. though. Am I correct? Yeah. He's yeah. Brazil- okay. Um, but Diego, what a. He met a guy, this Joshua guy, I think got him at a, at a good time in his life, like a bad time in his life, in a, in a good time, yeah. and just pulled him out of this bad place. So. 
I hope. But that makes sense. He explained kind of what happened in the Kiesa fight is that the adrenaline dumped the night before. Maybe sure. it was overwhelming. You didn't sleep. So we'll see what happens against uh, Pajeda this Saturday. I'm interested to see Diego after that fight. Because even though he lost the fight, he certainly didn't look any worse for wear. Like, he's just such a tank. Yeah. And I love that he's fighting at... But he's going to be fighting bigger guys. I love that he's fighting at his natural weight. I think more fighters, I'm surprised, don't do that just for that week of... You don't have to deplete yourself that's, that week. That's the healthy trend. Tim Means is coming up, I believe. Yeah, Diego is a, is a good talker. Like, he likes to get in and explain. And, and I, yeah. I much prefer that over a guy who doesn't talk at all. He's really oh, an God. open I had book. so many more questions I know. Him. He's a guy you need an hour with in studio. Because he's such a... Oh, he's so honest. Did I you, know. Did you see Birds of Prey yet? I did not. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. I'm match. going to. change the name. It it's, supposedly stinks. It's such shit. Matt hated it. Is? It is? It was horrible? Oh, God. Yeah. Matt only likes... Listen, not that the, she has to be sexy, but... I wait to wait to fuck that up. She was all pretty. Like in, in Suicide Squad, she was like, she was awesome as Harley Quinn. Yeah, and nobody likes Suicide Squad. I, Suicide Squad. I enjoyed it, even though I know it could have been better with some things. But there's a lot of good parts in it. But uh, she was great in that as Harley Quinn. I didn't like her in Harley Quinn. I just I was. It was so fucking lame. I don't give a fuck who she voted for. I don't give a fuck. Why are you right. why are you throwing that in? And then just ah, it's all political. I guess fuck. It's off. a dumb attempt at being oh. hip and relevant. It's oh, no, I it, didn't. I didn't bother to see movie. it. Well, I did see 1917, I which is good. a damn masterpiece. I have to see that. Jimmy's seen it now. But what do you think, Jimmy? I uh, I agree. It was. I didn't expect to like it. Um, it was so good. Yeah, I like, can't yeah. believe yeah. how much I love. Was there any moments I can save it prior Ryan when that knife went into the guy's chest? Yeah, there's like, actually oh. a, there's a lot of like tension. Skin. Yeah, and you feel it because it moves so quickly, and you feel like you're in the scene. I get grossed out easily. It so. was really good. Oh, there's actually like a scene very yeah. similar to that. Not um, gross, but like just like it, it does not glamorize war at all. He's in it, by the way. And listen. Oh, is he? And I know because he pro- came in to promote I it. Miss him and he in talked it. about I, I, he's not in the credits here. One episode. Okay. That's okay. why he was in it probably because he okay. talked about Jason Momoa and he talked about it. Okay. So. I don't want to glorify war either, but I was literally I was pinned down last night, Jimmy, in a house. Do you mean the card in game? A good way? No, no, no. I was oh, no. I was um <laughs> in my, my virtual reality stand out oh, battle royale. Oh, nice. And I was in this house, Jimmy. Matt, what and happened? you could hear Oh now. You could hear them walking. Like you hear people walking outside. And you could hear them breathing like and I'm like, oh, I, know, I wouldn't I know like he's that. out there. I, I oh, like Jimmy. That. So I was hiding I in, the, in the house. And then a guy came in, you know, looking for, for supplies. He didn't know there was a Kamora Savage. Of course in there. he didn't. <laughs> so, Jimmy. <laughs> thought you were just a lad. I, do you know I'm going I'm going to be doing a Twitch channel thing? Uh, you should. Wait, what's that? Matt's a very and entertaining man. I want you man. to contribute to it. I want you to pay to watch me play. Your buddy does it. Matt, I would pay Anthony to Kumia watch you does right it. here. Anthony Cumia does it. He's not my buddy. He's a man that I know. No, I'm kidding. He's one of my closest friends. Okay. I just want to promote but I heard him. he does it, and he's older than me. So he, Anthony is a video game guy. Like, Anthony is so good with computers and all that stuff. I'm, I'm going to actually ask him how to, to do that. I've been meaning to call him. We texted yesterday. It's very funny you mentioned his name. Ranked number 40 in the world. A- Anthony? Me. Oh, as what? In stand in video oh. games, it's embarrassing. I'm mad. But listen to me. Oh, listen, I know I shouldn't even brag about oh, it. But man, in the whole world, it is. First of all, there's thousands, thousands of, of players. Of course. Who's the top? And then I 40? fucking almost well, stop it. Stop I'm it. Very lo- <laughs> I almost grabbed your head. That's okay. Yeah, I I'm too. sorry, Jimmy. Don't be sorry. Why are you booing that? We, my we're little oh, I'm sorry. It's not fucking asteroids. Yeah, asteroids. I get the record. Yeah. Uh, was that record ever beaten? 
Here's the Be- bottom line. Some of Be- us <laughs> played asteroids when we were a boy. Oh, and then you grew up. And you know, like, off no, I saved everybody. the world was saved, sorry, but I was, my job was done. And by the way, some of us, I'm showing you for a reason here. I don't want to grow up, motherfucker. That's nice don't language. Don't judge me. That's nice language. We have I'm company. sorry, Jimmy. I know. I, <laughs> know. I forgot Phoenix. <laughs> well, Phoenix is like us. I'm sorry. Though. I just reverted From back to when my, my parents used to fight. And well, we're not your parents, Phoenix. No, we're not. You're like a sibling. You are. You're like a good friend. crazy cousin. I had a picture somewhere. Of my asteroid plane days, I'm hey, trying to find. Hey, pictures of your asteroid to yourself. I don't need to see that. It's a and picture. It's, it's a picture of me playing asteroids in the newspaper. I got a picture of me yesterday playing um, my video game. That's not Tim. Oh, Tim! You know, Tim! You look fucking horrible. Oh, there you You're go. Tim. Oh, oh, Tim. And first of all, you don't look horrible. We Who like, was that? <laughs> did you dye your oh hair, Tim? Oh my god! He shaved his fucking head. Oh shit! <laughs> he got tall. What's up, Tim Means? What's going on, guys? So good Nothing to talk much. to you. How are you, man? Tim, is this your 21st appearance? On the uh, show? It is, yeah. Yeah, 21st, 42nd pro fight. So. Holy, wow. 21st appearance in the Octagon. Isn't that crazy? Do you look back You look back on your career ever or just, just keep moving forward? And When do you sit and reflect on, on how many times you've been in there? Um... I just think when it just these questions get brought up, you sit and start to think or whatever. But yeah. um, they, uh, it, it's just one big blur, really. The, <laughs> the year gone by. Do you? Uh, we just had Diego Sanchez on, and when you look at guys like him, and he mentioned Randy Couture, who was forty-four. When you see guys like that, do you realize like you're thirty-five, but you still have a, quite a few years left if you want it? Like, do you look at all the fighters that are kind of going longer and longer, uh, and, and like, hey, I could stick around for for longer than I thought? Uh, yeah, I got asked this question earlier, and as long as I think that uh, I can handle training camps, I find training camps by they're they're the they're all, they're the hardest by far. Making way, the fights are usually just kind of a walk in the park. Sometimes you feel like you're in a car wreck, but it's not as hard as the training camp is. So as long as my body's holding up and I have that hunger and I'm wanting to go to the gym and learn new things every day, I, I think it's a possibility to keep on for heck another five years or whatever whatever comes up. Is that fire just has to keep burning though? Anything new or interesting about this training camp with Rodriguez? Um, you know, I've dedicated this fight to uh, family members that, that we had killed in a car wreck uh, January 14th and Pete Mateo Sandoval. So a lot of emotions riding high on this. I'm super pumped to be able to fight in front of my friends and family and my community and uh, just just excited for a fist fight to let a lot of this anger out. So, um Rodriguez is his debut. Um, we had some guys come and go. I had a fight, pull out, and I'm just yeah. happy to be on the card. But with where I'm sitting right now, uh, it's the wrong guy to fight right now. So I'm excited to uh, mix it up with somebody new and somebody that's hungry and wants to uh, make a name for themselves. Does it matter? Exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. Like, you're the name. Now, does that make a big – does it matter who it is? It could be just a body in there or this guy's first appearance in there – you have a ton of fights in there. I mean, does it matter that this guy's trying to make a name off you? Makes a difference? Ah, hell yeah, it matters. It makes it personal in, in a lot of ways. you got to find reasons not to like one another before a fight. Just so it's a good fist fight. It's a violent fight, and it's not a sparring match. So some things I've seen, he, he was going over and sparring with uh, or working out with Donald Cerrone right right five five miles up the street from where I, where I live. Uh, they were saying in the interview that uh, New Mexico is his adopted hometown. Uh, this is my hometown, and I'm going to defend it violently. I like that, violently. And, uh, yeah, did, did it mean anything <laughs> to you the way other fighters look at you? I, it was said that after you fought Nico, 
uh, he came over and he said that kind of he was who he was because of you. And does that affect you at all? Or do you kind of recognize the influence you've had on other fighters? Um, I love the respect that I get. It makes it kind of hard to uh, get matched. I don't have a number by my name and I'm a violent fight for anybody or a dangerous fight. So it makes it hard to get matched, uh, especially guys last minute, such as the, the things we just went through now. I have guys avoid me because I don't have a number by my name and I enjoy the respect. However, it doesn't get me paid and I can fight a debuter or I can fight the number one contender right now and I make the same amount of money till we negotiate those contracts when I'm in the top 10. But um, nothing, nothing but respect for everybody in the roster. That's why I have a hard time calling out a lot of guys just because uh, I respect everybody on the card, but I want to get paid and feed my family. But it is a tough place to be if you're not ranked and you're such a hard fight for people because there's almost no advantage for people to say yes to you if they're in the top 10. There's nothing for them to gain. That's right. That's why I just talk dollar bills. Listen, y'all, we get checks when we beat each other up and we can shake hands and be friends when we're done. Let's pay our bills and move forward. And uh, you grew up in New Mexico? I grew up in New Mexico, yep. About uh, 30 minutes from here in a, in a little town called Edgewood in Moriarty, just over the mountain here. Yesterday I had to drive through a blizzard to get to Albuquerque where it's spring weather and we had 13 inches of snow sitting in my yard where I'm at. So um, it, it, it's it's pretty cool on just how much weather will fluctuate it's kind of like the fight game you know you never you never know what to expect from one side of the mountain to the next you know you so, forget, oh, i'm sorry so uh, this is really a horrible question but so it's nice over there because i'm going i'm leaving tomorrow night it's nice the weather in albuquerque. Yeah, in albuquerque it's nice and dry and uh you know it's uh i'm not gonna say it's spring weather but you should probably wear a coat you it's know it's better yeah. than new york I, all right, Jimmy. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. Of course. I want to. How far? Are you? I was surprised to hear about snow. I was, like, how far from Mexico are you? How far from Mexico? Yeah. Oh hell, I don't know. Eight hours, seven hours. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I guess we're only like three hours from from Mexico. Yeah, three hours. So not I, far. I didn't realize New Mexico got snow. Like, I guess if it's in the mountains, yeah. But I had. I'm so ignorant of that part of the country. I've only been there twice. I had no idea you guys got snow. Is that common, or was that like a freak occurrence? Oh, uh, it's pretty common. Okay. We're at in the mountain area. It's pretty common. They'll shut the freeway down from Albuquerque to Amarillo in some cases with the snow real bad. So um, we get all walks of weather. We just don't get the natural disasters. So that's, that works. <laughs> so when you were a kid growing up there, like, what, were, you, were you fighting a lot when you were younger? Or what, what kind of an area did you grow up in? Uh, yeah, I grew up poor. You know, I remember counting change just to get to school or just get get gas in the car just to get to practice. But uh uh, fist fights were common. It's pretty much, you know, everyone knows I went to prison for, for a fist fight and doing stupid stuff like that. But, uh, um, fighting was always on the chopping block. You know, Tim, you, you said something, I think it was a couple months ago and I really respected it. It was, you were talking about the fact that you've been with the same team since you're 17 years old. And that yeah. not only that, that when there's a win or a loss, especially a loss, you take responsibility within yourself. You don't blame your team. You don't switch over to your team. How much when you're working within your training camp, do you say like, all right, I know I need to check myself now or, or I need to kind of totally listen. I think a lot of fighters have a hard time balancing on what they're responsible for or, or what they put on their coaches. How do you balance that out? Um, I answered this question earlier too. Uh, when I was winning fights and started early in my MMA career, I had everybody was a friend. Everybody wanted to be on my bandwagon. And then when I hit rock bottom, everyone scattered. And, you know, I was able to call call out of the jail cell or call, call from jail. And, you know, my coach Tom Vaughn would answer my phone call and my mom 
Mm-hmm. And that just stuck with me. It was huge to know that I had people sitting out there waiting for me to come home and all my friends scattered. I read those, I read those police reports and I read those, uh, those, that paperwork sitting in a jail cell and I could have felt bad and, and, and sorry for myself and blame my friends for me sitting there, but I just accepted it and I learned from it and I, I did the best I could to grow from it and use the Department of Corrections to do just that, correct my ways. And mm-hmm. I got out in 2009 and took off running and I've done my best to change everything about who I am. Um, going, talking to schools and going around and just staying out of jail cells. And um, it's really a humbling experience when you go from, you know, sitting kind of at the top of the mountain or getting to the top of the mountain and being kicked off, you know what I mean? And when it's your fault, um, when you're, when you're building a badass sandcastle, but you're kicking down your own sandcastle, it, it's a humbling experience of sit in a bubble and have to realize that you, you are your own problem. Did you, after, after you said people scattered, did it kind of change how you approach people now or how you see friendships now? Do you look for something different than you looked for before? Uh, my circle's very small. My wife's family's huge. You know what I mean? We'll have 500 people at a family gathering or whatever, but, uh, I can count who I trust with everything on one hand. Um, I have a big heart and I care. Uh, at the same time, I'm very guarded and, uh, you know, do my best to take care of what what I have um, responsibility in, I guess. I, I take care of what's mine. And, um, you know, I, I still have a big heart and I still care about people, but uh, you have to earn trust and I have to build up trust with people and it just comes with the territory, I guess. I, you know, it's funny you said something earlier. I just wanted to circle back to it about, about you know, fighting Rodriguez and that you have to put stuff in your mind to make it more of a fist fight. Do you have to do that psychologically? I mean, I know that you were originally supposed to face Imev and, and does something change in there to kind of get you to amped up for that particular moment in a fight? Do you need to be emotional for a fight to be interesting for you? Well, in this matter, I buried my friends, you know, and... Uh... It just it's just the right time to have a fist fight. I've been holding everything in and dealing with all the adversity and the emotions and the problems that come with it. And I'm just I'm just ready to let it all out and just get into a fight. Right. So it's a, to like in a release for you. It absolutely is a release. You know, it, it pays the bills. But at the same time, you know, I don't have to go to a Walmart parking lot and beat somebody up. Yeah, I get to do it on a significant date and get to do it at, at, at the appropriate time and get to listen to people cheer and scream and right. the right time to do it. Some fighters say the opposite thing and some people say it works for them. Like some people will say like, I can't fight angry. It doesn't work for me. But for you, it seems to be really good fuel, right? Yeah. Angry to an extent. Like I have to stay calm, cool and collected in there at the same time. But I got a lot of uh, animosity that's, that's boiling and, and, it's just the right time to get in a fight. I was looking at a fun stat that I debuted eight years ago, mm-hmm. February 15th with the UFC, and this oh, fight come back full circle. I'm fighting at home February 15th, Ooh. dedicated to my friends and family and, and the boys that we lost. And it's just it, it's just the right time to get into a damn fist fight. And I grew up in the Jerry Springer days and watching my mom and dad throw down at, at the bars and stuff. So it's <laughs> just a normal damn Saturday, you know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's get after it. You know, Walt Harris is fighting again. I believe he's he's finally uh, – and, and you wonder if he's going to approach it the same way too, like all this tragedy and try to take it and focus it into some kind of a, a way to release it. Um, I imagine that would be a healthy way to do it. 
It works for me. It keeps me out of handcuffs. So let's just keep going that route. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, man. We're wait, wait, looking wait, for- wait. Before oh, sure, he goes, sure. I have to ask you one thing. We were talking a lot about, you know, like the scoring from this weekend uh, and the judges and stuff like that. You've been such a veteran in the sport. Can you talk a little bit about how you would feel about open scoring? Do you think that would be a good thing or a bad thing? Like the live scoring? Yeah. yeah they show you in between rounds who won what round. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's bonkers that, you know, one person can see things so much differently than, than the person sitting right next to them. And I, I just really feel like with these judges, they should also be in the rules meetings and we should be able to ask them questions on, hey, what are you looking for? What What's ring aggression or ring control or uh, what's a takedown count for if they take down and pop right back up? I think we should be able to ask these judges these questions just so we know what they're looking at or if they're even paying attention to what's going on. I feel some of these other fighters that are retiring and stuff – could also make a transition to have more experienced individuals as judges. Um, but that's kind of just a what-if type thing. But I definitely think judges should be in rules meetings a little more often. They should introduce themselves or we should know who's judging our fights. So do you mean – like, it's a great point because when you look at like baseball umpires, like they say, hey, some umpires have a low strike zone. This guy's calling them wide. The players are like – the umpires will be different, but if it's consistent, that's all you ask for. So with these judges, even if they might uh, weigh less on a kick than somebody else, at least if it's consistent throughout the fights, you'll know what that guy's looking for. I think the only thing that we haven't – gotten better at and we're in the caveman days is still judging right i think everything else with with mma MMA has evolved and gotten better in science and hydration and athletes and techniques and uh refing but the judges are still just light years behind and that needs to be the biggest change for mma moving forward 100 percent agree you totally agree and this weekend is much that that reyes 49 uh uh, 46 uh, was such an embarrassment and such a terrible that may actually help to push things into change that was so bad that judges uh, one card so listen man good luck uh, we, we enjoy talking to you very much and uh, looking forward to seeing this fight uh, again I know you have a lot of really personal stuff kind of fueling it yeah sorry for your loss brother yeah thanks guys I appreciate the talk alright good talking to you Tim take care alright Tim. Tim take care buddy alright man listen man I mean, he always comes to fight. Yeah, he does. He's a, he sounds an like the uh, the wrong guy to be locked in a cage with. Definitely. Right? Yeah. You know yeah. When you talk to him, like that's that's a nightmare to have to deal with a guy like that. Yeah. I love that Alves fight. That I think it was a first round submission it or something short, like that. Right? He knocked him with a short left. He dropped him, and then I uh, ground and pound. And I was, I forgot to ask him why he decided to, to guillotine choke him, but he was ground and pound. He could think could have finished him there too. Yeah, let's just go home early. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Let's go home early. So what else, gang? I uh, pretty much done. You know I, I mean, yes, Jimmy? we are. What else we got with the fights this weekend? Um, I don't know. Is anybody anybody again? Sorry, to interrupt you. It's Blahovich against uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Shit, That's gonna be a great fight. Right? I'm also looking for. By the way, uh, Yancy Medeiros against uh, Lando Venata is the first fight of that card. Another fight. I haven't seen Venata. I think his last fight was in September. Uh, of oh, last year, so uh, that I know, good... actually hasn't been that long. About four months. Okay. Well, thank you, Phoenix. We always love having you. Yes, I love being here. And where can people grab your uh, your social media and all that stuff? Um, Phoenix Carnivale on everywhere on Twitter. On you know, I'm doing a lot more stuff for my YouTube channel, everything martial arts too. So check me out there. I'll be covering the sport on my own until oh i did want to say something to address the fans who have messaged me the last couple days well actually the last couple months i'm lying uh with the lfa love the lfa i have zero beef with the lfa the situation why i'm not working with them is that we went from access tv who has tv money to fight pass who has streaming money 
So they could not afford to have a third commentator. So I have zero brief with the LFA. I have a great relationship with them. I love Ed. It's just the money thing. They're, the, they're my people. Can it we was get just, you more gigs, more jobs? I would love more jobs, but I, I yeah, hell yeah. I know Everybody you did call the sh- me. You did the schmodown for our buddy Christian Harloff. Yes. I work on a lot in that pop culture. That was a movie trivia game. Yeah. And, and uh, Phoenix and a boy's boyfriend, Vic. Uh, visited me when I did that thing. At the, and you those. were great. Oh. They should have you on more Thank often. Thank you so much. Where yes. can people see you, Matt? Sarah Well, BJJ. listen, Jimmy, if you're ever in Long Island, New York, Jimmy, yep. ever, you can come by my house. Thank you. You're my little bird. I love you so much. But <laughs> we can, Sorry, Jimmy. I do, though. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, SarahBJJ.com. I'm always at my schools. And you know what I was thinking about doing? I said it earlier, so I don't, I'm just, I could just tell you. I'm going to do the Twitch thing. Oh, that's the oh, video game. I'm gonna play watch video me. games, Good. and people are gonna watch me. You know what? You should you should play with Vic. <laughs> I listen. That would all be I good. know is I don't even want to. I don't do the third person thing because the Star Wars game is Kamora Savage, and that and you drop him on an island, and and you see what happens. He'll find the weapon. You, you watch what happens when Jimmy. Don't get that coat on yet. When you Sorry. put that little pixiled uh, fucking warrior on that island, I have to find weapons, Phoenix. I'm not tooting my own uh, horn here, but I'm pretty good at that game. I I know nothing about video oh, games. God, I love video games. It is the I only like one thing. video game. What? It's a battle royale video game where they drop. A, I talk about it a lot. It's okay. Where I'm not going to talk about it again because Jimmy's zipping up his. I don't coat. mind. <laughs> Jimmy. Yes. I don't like Jimmy's the Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, but I love the cartoon. I talked about that the other day also. The cartoon's very good. It's on the DC app. I know. McGrath. That's something wrong with it. Nothing wrong with a grown man talking about video games and Not at all. cartoons. Oh, well, I, that watched, was asking, I watched Rebels and Clone Wars is uh, coming back I'm out. I'm just getting into Clone Wars yeah. now. But so go I'm, ahead. I'm all about it. Matt was asking me, Jim, if people want to see you live, where can they go? And I said, I'll be in Tampa in two weeks. I have dates in Detroit and Chicago. Go to my site if you want to see me. I got Minneapolis. I got Wisconsin. A bunch of uh, dates in fairly hideous cities. So I'm looking forward to getting out there. Tampa in two weeks. Thank you to Tim Means and yes. also uh, Diego Sanchez. Good luck to both of those guys. Did Sam Roberts ever say he loves you? He did, but I blocked it out. It only means it when it's something when it comes from you. Well, I love you, Jim. Thank you, and I love you too. Yes. And I love Matt. Okay, I said it first. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. See you soon. Thanks, Phoenix. Hey, this is Jeff Lewis from Radio Andy. Live and uncensored, catch me talking with my friends about my latest obsessions, relationship issues, and bodily ailments. With that kind of drama that seems to follow me, you never know what's going to happen. You can listen to Jeff Lewis live at home or anywhere you are. Download the SiriusXM app for over 425 channels of ad-free music, sports, entertainment, and more. Subscribe now and get three months free. Offer details apply.